from Alaska Public Media in Anchorage, I'm Michael Finelli, and this is the Alaska Economic Report. In the last week, the price of West Texas Intermediate rose about half a dollar, going from $86.69 per barrel to $87.29 per barrel. Alaska North Slope crude also edged up slightly, going from $92.76 per barrel to $93.39 per barrel. The Alaska Liquefied Natural Gas Project would bring natural gas from the North Slope down an 800-mile pipeline to Nikiski, where it would be liquefied, then shipped to Japan and South Korea. Versions of the project have been discussed for decades, but a huge price tag has meant slow progress. Alaska officials promote the pipeline as a way for allies in Asia to end their dependence on Russian natural gas. As KDLL's Riley Board reports, prominent Alaska politicians remain optimistic, even after a July Wall Street Journal article reported that potential buyers aren't interested. In August, during a visit to the Kenai Peninsula, U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski said the project remains an opportunity, but she acknowledged the obstacles. She says Alaska continues to have a strategic advantage in exporting gas to East Asia. We do it in a shorter route than anywhere else in the country, and and we do it with no, no choke points. So there are so many advantages that the Alaska LNG project holds. In May, Governor Mike Dunleavy brought energy leaders together in Anchorage to discuss the project, where U.S. Ambassador to Japan Rahm Emanuel said the project could offer energy stability in Asia and create jobs in Alaska. Murkowski's fellow Alaska Senator Dan Sullivan was also there and said the state is well-positioned to provide natural gas internationally. Enthusiasm about the project rose in 2022, when Russia invaded Ukraine, giving Alaska the opportunity to step into the vacuum of Russian LNG. Kenai Peninsula Borough Mayor Peter Michiki expressed confidence after a June meeting with the Alaska Gasline Development Corporation. I'm a glasses half full kind of guy, obviously very disturbed by what's going on in Ukraine, but um, the shift of energy supplies to Western Europe, I think, has opened up some real possibilities for AGDC going forward with the AKLNG project, and that is a very good thing for the Kenai Peninsula Borough as a whole. Machiki said the pipeline could also be a boon to the Cook Inlet region, where producers are projecting a natural gas shortage and higher energy costs in just a few years. The Gasline Development Corp's CEO, Frank Richards, says that's a big part of the project's mission. He says about 18% of its volume would stay in state to meet Alaska's energy needs, while the rest would be exported. The project has gotten pushback from environmental groups all over the country. The Sierra Club sued the federal government last month for its approval of the project, saying the Biden administration failed to fully consider the climate and environmental harms of the pipeline like the tapping of methane gas in the Arctic. Wall Street Journal reporter River Davis says when she first started looking into the topic, that was one of the obvious drawbacks. But she says it soon became clear there was a general ambivalence about the project among Japanese and Korean buyers. They felt that this project has been happening for a long time and that it hasn't had much progress. Davis says those buyers have better options from elsewhere in the U.S. and abroad 
and the long timeline of AKLNG makes it undesirable. She says because of how long the project has been in the works, buyers in Asia are dubious it will ever get off the ground. Davis says there seems to be an information divide between Asia and Alaska about how serious interest in the project is. Talking to companies here, you know, they say we're not interested in this project, but I'm not sure to what extent that has been directly conveyed to people, you know, sitting locally in Alaska. Roger Marks, a retired state petroleum economist, also doubts AKLNG will ever become a reality. He's long been skeptical about the project's big upfront infrastructure costs and Alaska's relative value to LNG importers. Alaska always had this problem. They always had to build a very, very expensive, you know, 800-mile pipeline just to get to a point where you can start where the other projects already were. And this is still the case. There are just competing sources of gas in other places that can get to market much cheaper. Marx says there are some harms to that optimism like the money spent every year on development and the unrealistic expectations it gives Alaskans about what is possible. In Kenai, I'm Riley Board. This is the Alaska Economic Report. The Alaska Economic Report is brought to you in part by your local public radio station. Sustaining membership offers public media greater financial stability month to month, so consider making a sustaining gift to this station. Thank you. Planning today for a gift down the road builds a legacy of support for the media you treasure. Thank you for considering this public radio station in your estate planning. You can talk to your financial advisor or contact your public radio station to learn more. Thank you. This is Statewide News on Alaska Public Media.